Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds in the studio. It's Friday, thank God. So we, you or at least we, you and I, kind of felt like Coach Petrino wouldn't be here very long. Um, you can see the writing on the wall. I wish it would have been longer, but now he's gone. UNLV as the offense, offensive coordinator. That is exactly right. Uh, am I surprised? Oh, maybe a little bit, but certainly not shocked. It's uh, Coaching's a nomadic profession by its very nature. And oh, look at Petrino. In every place he's been, my gosh, he was here as an assistant coach in 1990 when he coached out at Idaho. And they've been around the block, you know, been to Arkansas, been to Louisville a couple of times, been to Western Kentucky, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL. This guy's had a very well-traveled career in coaching, and it does not leave suddenly. Now, when you look at it from our standpoint, I thought, well, you know, he's older now. He's in his early 60s, has his family here. This is a non-pressure community in terms of success. Sure, you want your coaches to win and teams to win, but... Is the, is the media beating down the doors? Is the public hammering? No, 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 that doesn't happen in Springfield, Missouri. So maybe he'll stay. No, it's in his blood to move on as a pretty good position at Nevada, Las Vegas. Going to join Barry Odom. Uh, I think probably he and Odom had connections somewhere along the line. But I, when the Bears went down there and played Arkansas back in the middle part of September, and played Arkansas so very well. And then Odom got the job at UNLV as head coach last week. Well, I think he probably said, you know, that Petrino guy, he's pretty good at getting some players in here. So let's get him out here. And Bobby said, yeah, it'd be a pretty good deal. So we'll see what happens. Bobby Petrino leaving the Bears, uh, leaving them after having had the Bears in a couple of playoffs. And that that in and of itself is very good. Absolutely, and he bre- he helped to breathe some life into the program. Hopefully, whoever comes in after him um, will kind of continue that, or at least keep us moving in that direction. But yeah, Petrino, that was his probably biggest strength is uh, getting good players on that team. His recruiting was Look unbelievable. What you had though. you had Jason Shelley, and you had the uh, the kid from Kansas State, Jacardier Wright, a real tough running back. The wide receiver Ty Scott, the Braswell kid from. Central Michigan, these are all solid players who were able to contribute very much to the whole overall scheme of things. Now, can that continue? Well, I don't know. Kyle Motes, the athletic director, said the, the search is continuing, not continuing, starting right now and will continue until they get their man. And that's where I have to plead ignorance, Mike, because I don't know what the formula is for a state university like Missouri State. They may have to put that job on the docket somewhere to make it public for a period of time. I think that is the case. If so, they may already have their man chosen, but you have to make it public. And I say they may already have their man because when Coach Petrino was hired, he brought his family in here, and he has his son and his sons-in-law on that coaching staff. There may have been, it was always rumored this was the case, but never proven, of course, uh, he had reached an agreement that one of his family would take over. Maybe the case. Ryan Beard is his son-in-law. He's the offensive coordinator. Pretty good offensive attack. Needs some help on the line, but hey, new players can bring that all about. We'll see what happens. That'd be interesting to see if they keep it internally. That would make sense if they want to continue in the direction Petrino set up. So 
I don't know, I, but yeah, I think they have to make that posting on Indeed.com or something for a while before. I wonder if I can apply. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, you Mike, and me. You, the you, intern. You, you, you'd be my op- Would you want to be on my offense or defense coordinator? No, I'd be on the social coordinator. You are the social coordinator. <laughs> You've always been the social coordinator. All right, so we do have some pretty good college games this weekend on deck, don't we? We do. There are. This is interesting, too, because there are eight bowl games, and two of them are tonight, then six of them are tomorrow, and that includes, uh, I'll tell you, there's some pretty good matchups. I like the Cincinnati-Louisville game in the Fenway Bowl, playing that at Fenway Park in Boston. And then you have one out in Los Angeles. It's a pretty good game. Washington State and Fresno State. You have Southern Methodist against Brigham Young playing in a bowl game. These are all tomorrow. Plus, you have three NFL games. Here's how it works, folks. During the course of the regular season, the NFL and the NCAA have an agreement. There will be no pro football games on Saturday. None. Well, the regular season ended with the Army-Navy game. The bowl games don't count. That's not part of the regular season. So the NFL has three games tomorrow, and I am especially anxious to see what happens in the Buffalo-Miami game. Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, folks, in Buffalo on a Saturday night in December. Oh, my goodness. You know it'll be cold, probably snowing. It always snows in Buffalo. And, And Miami from South Florida having to go up there to play? Oh, my. (laughs) <laughs> we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting, uh, to say the least, um, but they're calling for nine inches of snow, and, oh, man, it's going to be crazy. Go Dolphins. The basketball Bears at Missouri State have a pre-Christmas test tonight. I think they're going to get victorious. Uh, we hope so, but it, it'll be a test. It'll be an examination. The Bears are going to Tulsa to play Oral Roberts at the Maybe Center. Oral Roberts is very good. They're a Summit Conference team. And Summit Conference isn't as good as the Missouri Valley, in my opinion, but Oral Roberts is. They are 8-3 and three going in, and they've played some pretty salty people, including Houston, the number one team. They got run out of the ballpark by Houston, but so have a lot of other teams. Anyway, ORU's 8-3, and three, and it's a veteran team. I think they have four starters back from last year. There is one common opponent, and the one common opponent is St. Mary's out in California. Oral Roberts played them at the start of the season and lost 78-70. to The Bears played them, well, just last week, as a matter of fact, out in Moraga, California, and got run out 66-46. to Now, can you compare scores? No, because the styles of games are a whole lot different. But the bottom line is this. It's going to be a pretty tough outing for the Bears tonight who are looking to get back on the winning track after having had some offensive lapses including last week when they lost to Purdue-Fort Wayne, and you don't lose to teams like that, but Missouri State did. So this will be a tough game tonight against ORU. Really will be, and uh, it's definitely a test, but uh, hopefully these young kids can pull it out and uh, set the tone for the rest of the season because it's going to be long. Last night we had the Seahawks and 49ers, and it was pretty much all San Francisco. Their defense is pretty good. And with San Francisco's win, 21-13 over the Seahawks, that game is deceptively close. It wasn't that close. 49ers pretty much owned it all the way. Their linebackers are pretty doggone good. As a matter of fact, some of the scribes in the NFL are calling the uh, 49ers linebackers the best in the NFL. I'll argue that a little bit because I think the Chiefs have a pretty good linebacking crew. Younger, but still pretty good nonetheless. But San Francisco's defense, which has really come to the fore, it's number one in the NFL, really throttled the Seahawks big time. Now, the reason I'm bringing that up about their defense is Kansas City played San Francisco earlier this season. 
and that number one defense got 44 points laid on them by the Chiefs. Well, Kansas City can do that. They're perfectly capable of getting up and down the field and putting points on the board, which I expect them to do this weekend. But having said all that, 49ers get the win and clinch the NFC West by doing that. With a young kid who was literally the last, last, last pick in the NFL draft. Crazy. Yeah, the kid from Northern Iowa the started the season, and he's out of there. Now you had Garoppolo in there. He's out of there. Now you have Brock Purdy, who was what they call Mr. Irrelevant. That's true. And he is hardly irrelevant. Let me tell you a little bit about Purdy for what it's worth. He's an Iowa State kid. When he was up at Iowa State, you know who he threw the ball to. Chase Allen yeah. from Nixa. And uh, they, these guys have a pretty good combination. Purdy can play, and he is going to be a big help to San Francisco. Now, it could be. The 49ers are thinking that Garoppolo might come back in time for the playoffs, but I don't know. That's that's pretty pretty problematic. I was a little nervous about uh, them bringing back Ken Walker in for uh, Seahawks last night just because he's on my fantasy team and I need him healthy next week. I'm on a bye this week. So I was like, don't, Pete Carroll, don't you rush him back in there. Don't you rush him back in there. All right, uh, Chiefs. Texans, Houston, rare noon game. Ned Talk starts at 10. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is a, a luxury for us because it's a 10 o'clock starting time. Hey, heck, go home for the rest of the day. How cool is this? <laughs> and it will be cool. In fact, it'll be cold. But over and above all that, the Chiefs are in Houston to play the Houston Texans. Texans have only one win on the year. That's it. Just one win. Did play Dallas a competitive football game last week, and Houston will come out and play competitively this week against the Chiefs. Won't win. Uh, Kansas City is a 14-point favorite over Houston. I'm not sure that point spread is accurate. I think it's probably going to be less than that because Kansas City has this penchant for not blowing teams out of the ballpark. But but having said that, I do think the Chiefs win, but Ned Talk will be on at 10 o'clock. 10 on Sunday morning, we precede the Chiefs game by two hours, 10 to 11, then the Chiefs network takes over and does their pregame show. And that goes from 11 to noon, and then it's kickoff time, and the Sunday football is underway. Exciting stuff, and it all starts on Saturday. A full weekend of football, my guy. You have a great weekend, too. And to you, sir.